0: My name is Matthew Horner. I'm the president, CEO, and director of Maple Gold Mines. Maple Gold Mines is an advanced exploration development company located in Quebec, Canada, in the abitibi Greenstone belt. We're partnered on two of our projects with uh, Agnico Eagle and one project we're running 100% on our own. Uh, we're fully cashed up and very active in this expiration season.
1: Hey Matthew, thanks for uh, coming on the show. First time we've met or spoken. Um, so, keen to hear this story. we like like uh, new, interesting stories. Um, can you start with, Like, Give me a bit of your background. Where, where are you from? What have you done the, in the past that's relevant to what you're doing now?
0: Yeah, well, I hail from uh, the great state of California. Uh, I live in Vancouver now. I started as an international corporate finance lawyer, living and working in Japan, having been educated over there. Um, I started my career in the mining space with um, Robert Friedland in the Ivanhoe Mines World back when in 2005 when they were in uh, Mongolia, and then pr- developed a relationship um, and with him and brought in strategics for the various projects in the Ivanhoe Mines World uh, over the course of about 12, 13 years, and then left about six years ago to start uh, overseeing this venture to see what we could make of it.
1: Okay, and, and so you're ably supported by who? Who, we,
0: who would we recognize? Uh, supported by is in our partnership. We're partnered with Agneco. Um, well,
1: I was, I was going with your management team and board, but we can, we can get on to partners in a second.
0: Yeah? Uh, management team and board is uh, well, the, the fellow board members are Maurice Tagami, who's with uh, Wheat and Precious Metals. If you've heard of him, he just got an award. David Broughton is somebody with whom I um, helped bring on the uh, Plat Reef project in South Africa by uh, ranging financing from the Japanese uh, for him to put uh, the drill bit to work. And uh, he did so in spades. So David is a huge help uh, to us of the technical committee for Maple Gold Mines. And he in fact convinced me that the project was worth pursuing. If you're not familiar with uh, David, he's a Lindsay Thayer award-winning uh, famous geologist who uh, found the Kamoa uh, kakula project for Ibnu Mines in DRC and helped also was directing traffic on exploration at Platte Reef, which is a a polymetallic project that's going into production down in Mokopane, South Africa, which I used to run as chair after bringing in and arranging the financing from the Japanese. So those are, uh, uh, that's David. And then, sitting nearest David is is, uh, Gérald Rivren, who is an iconic geologist who hails from Quebec as well. Michelle Roth who sits in New York, she's been in the, uh, the mining space for her entire career. So, someday aspirationally we look to uplist to the New York Exchange when the markets are open for that kind of thing and we have the relevant size and market. Right. Uh, Sean Harland has been in the mining space for as in the capital markets for a long time. So that's the 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 board. Uh, and the management team <clears throat> Uh, I have an in house uh, banker from Macquarie, uh, Kieran Patankar, who I hired about a year and a half ago. Uh, Fred Spidel is my partner in crime. He's the kind of VPX that been with InMAT First Quantum for before us. Uh, he's been a, a VPX, generally speaking, for 28 years, been working with me for the last five years. David Browden and I actually hired him. So we have a very strong team, both in management and board.
1: Okay. So, um, lots of names people will have heard there and lots of blue chip names, experience projects that people have heard of. Like, you know, I was struggling to catch them as they fell from your lips. Um, it's, it's a, it's a big company mentality that you've got here. So I'm intrigued as to what your business model is. You know, do you still think big? Um, you know, cause whatever, you're 60 million market cap company t- t- today. And I know the market's pummeled a few people, but, uh, well, everyone. Um, but how, ha- how have you structured this, um, to kind of move forward? You, you've got some, um, that with Douay and Shutel, they're, they kind of 50%, um, you know, j- j- JVs, as it were. Well, I don't know how you've structured them, but you can tell us in a second. And obviously Eagle, you're, you're running yourself a hundred percent, but what, w- what's the, what's the model here? How, how do you grow this thing and kind of, you know, get back to, um, doing what you do best? Yeah, the the, um, the,
0: the model is that you know, we've taken on a project that has, um, I think, going to be the next biggest gold cap or gold story in Canada. Uh, I don't say that lightly or naively. Uh, the, there's there we, we think the vision for Douay is very similar to what they have at Canadi- Canadian Arctic, um, which is actually the reason why we got into a deal with Agnico in the first place they showed us um, why the two line up kind of nicely. Uh, The difference in our case, of course, is that we don't have a town or a city living on top of us and we're wildly underexplored. Um, So you can approach these projects um, in in a number of different ways. Uh, Most companies go into this kind of death spiral by continuously financing when, and, and, Without enough credibility from a partner, and they think, you know, they think that God's gift because they're a CEO and the markets are, you know, very vibrant and they can't lose and it's all because of of them and they don't need any help. Then, of course, if things turn like they have turned and they're out of cash and they have no partners, they suffer more uh, than than the rest of us who have kind of positioned ourselves uh, uh, more effectively so i've always known that what this project needed was a strategic partner um, to help us in good times and bad times this this was my mandate when i worked for robert at ivano mines to bring in strategics which i did did do repeatedly raised you know hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for him across many projects and brought in very strong partners Um, i looked at an earlier partner from asia for this project in 2018 and i thought it wasn't the right uh, deal for our shareholders. Um, so bringing in Agnico was two years ago when there were two other offers on the table, <clears throat> and I knew that the the credibility of a operator like them in our project would change how our company and our projects were viewed generally by the market instantly, and, and it was it was right. But, and then, but, so but the tell, business, them, but tell me, but
1: tell me this, uh, Matthew is. You've, you've got like Nico Eagle, one of the biggest mining companies out there, looking at mm-hmm. little old you with your little old project and what what on earth did you say to get them over the line and say, do you know what, this could be something big, believe me, it, it'll be fine. Was Is it your track record? Is it the Friedland connection? What, 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 why did it work for you when it hasn't worked for others?
0: Well, I, I can only take so much credit. Um, the project itself is what drew them um uh, and brought them over the line, I think. I mean, they had spent two year, years plus talking to us, having beers at conferences and going to the site, looking at the core, reviewing it. I mean, the only company that does more diligence on these projects is maybe a couple of Japanese companies that I know very well. Um, so it, it was the project and the prospectivity of how big it could be. And I don't think that they wanted to miss the chance of hitting something like a Malarctic 2.0 uh, in their backyard. Um, and of course, then it was the, the management style of our team and the fact that they believed that we were, uh, knew what we were doing. And of course, Fred is excellent at what he does. He, he runs that project like a Swiss watch uh, on time, on budget. He's meticulous about everything. He, he's quadrilingual. He speaks German, French, English, and uh, Spanish Last name Spidel, so he's kind of the German esque, but he also comes from Quebec, so you kind of get it. And they really trusted him and, and the operational team. And they trusted the management team that you know we, we do what we say. Uh, we, we carry ourselves with integrity always. Uh, I think that matters. If if you're part of the normal kind of promoter kind of mentality, mm-hmm. you're not going to get institutional buy-in. You just don't. Uh, and now. We have not only Agnico, but we have Fidelity. We have real institutional ownership of our company because they think, oh, those guys aren't uh, going to play games. They're they're looking at this as a multi-dollar stock company, not $0.17, $0.40, $0.50, whatever that is. That's how I've always thought about this project and this company. I always think about it as a big company mentality, as you pointed out correctly. I, I don't think about this as a... You know hope to get from 17 cents to 28 cents and then sell out everything i don't have two-cent founder sh- stock um, from day one where i created a company and you know uh, engineered it such in a way that i get some massive benefit that no one else gets you know maybe that's because i'm not so super intelligent in that respect but i kind of like the berkshire hathaway approach where you you buy in and come along with everybody else you invest you're an owner you make the value of the project speak for itself and then everything will take care of itself and you bring in partnerships and you, you you fund when people are giving you your capital you finance when people are giving you capital so that times like this when everyone's kind of on their backs you have the ability to do work and uh, look at undervalued projects for m a there's all sorts of options open up to you
1: Right. Like okay. So, so given I've kind of interrupted you on, on, on Duet, yeah. let's stick with Due and we'll come on to, tell J- 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 eagle in a second, right? So, Agnika mm-hmm. eagle are in there. You, you, you found them. They bought, bought your, your vision, um, connections, experience,
0: etc. Well, but what, well, I, I, I've, I've you for a second. We, we actually shared the vision. Okay. It wasn't, that they bought my vision. They, they brought their own vision. And before I agreed to do a deal with them, we had a big summit meeting. We said, okay. You want to make sure that after we get married, we don't learn that one of us wants five kids and the other one never wants to have kids. Right. You, know, you have to have a shared vision in a marriage and know that beforehand. So the shared vision was to go big and have quantumly changes to the expiration story together and look at something like a building of Arctic, doing something on that scale. Okay. Same. So Otherwise- Okay, so so it was a shared vision. Okay, okay. So m- mommy loves daddy. It's great.
1: Um, so, yeah. what did they bring to the party apart from skill sets? There's a balance sheet there. Have, have they used it? Have they put money into your company?
0: Oh yeah, they've uh, they uh, have bought equity in the company. They own twelve point something percent of us today. Yeah, uh, they have agreed to fund. Eighteen and a quarter million dollars over four years. Okay. We funded last. We're into year two, and so it's four, four, five, five. Gen- generally speaking, anything above that baseline funding commitment, we fund fifty-fifty. Um, so if we look at an area that deems uh, worthy of more uh, exploration, we fund it together. We agree to that, and there's we have the ability to buy another uh, up to nineteen point nine percent by funding some a little bit more. Uh, with uh, some warrants at thirty-four cents. Okay, so, so they've put can I, money to
1: the ground. Real, in, can in. I just understand where the money? Because you're sitting with well, I think your marketing material says 19, 20 million bucks today. So is that is that Agnico money, or is that money that you also raise separately, or as Agnico money separately. come in on an annualized
0: basis? The the twenty million dollars is sitting in our treasury right now. That's ours. That has nothing to do with them. Awesome. Cool. That's really from, th- from them, there, from them, there's another fourteen coming r- that we're using now in the ground. Yeah. And then there's then there's roughly nine that if they exercise their op, their warrants, they can get up to nineteen point nine percent, and that's those are thirty four cents, and we expect that those will be exercised when the markets go up and before they expire. Wow! So, so if you it's add all the forty four, right, forty four million, that's a number. Thirty four, yeah, it's a good, good number. Well, the 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 warrants exercise price at thirty four cents. By them that they can get up to my Okay, okay,
1: So a big chunk of money coming in, and um, what what does the project need to continue to deliver to allow them to stay involved with this thing? Because you know, big companies come and go depending on whether, what, what the what the ore body gives up. It's obviously got you yeah. know circa three million uh, million ounces all categories at the moment, but th- they need big, right? So what does that look like throughout that four year period, two of which has gone?
0: Well, uh, we're into year two. Yeah, yeah. We have two and a half years left. Um, They need to see the expiration success, and they our our basic strategy for expiration is two pronged, where we have around three million ounces in a relatively shallow nature, sitting three hundred fifty meters or so uh, from surface, Um, and we're upgrading those ounces and expanding those resource those resource those ounces at the moment. The other prong is. Finding these quantum leap, larger impact uh, targets, both outside the known resource area and below, in the Abitibi, it's thematically correct to say that as you go deeper, the the grade increases and the size increases. Just look at, for example, East Goldie, that that Molarctic extension that they hit on recently. It's up, It's going to be up to twelve million ounces at four grams, five grams. They never. Saw before, and they've been mining this thing for a generation. They've announced 6.2 million ounces, nearly four grams, in the sediments, which is similar to the type rock type we have at our project. So that's the type of thing they're 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 looking for um, to as a kind of a game changer for uh, for. Uh, for them to continuously see kind of the future for this and why the have, give a reason not to leave and just to, to stay behind and stay uh, supportive. Right. Okay. That's your dog fending off an unwanted bid. Um, right.
1: The with, with the ghosty, uh, obviously that's a great, great relationship that, that you've got there in terms of shared vision, etc. Um, yeah. what's the, okay. They, 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 they put that money and the warrants come good. Um, they get 19.9% of the company. Great. Then what? Because you've got you through talking about three projects today. You're probably with a bit of cash thinking of a bit of MA. There's there's pickings to be had out there, big company yeah. mentality again, right? So is this yeah. does it get spun out, sold? You I know I know at, when you reach a certain point it's 50-50. Well, it's actually after all the money spent, it's 50-50.
0: You, is that the point you say, well, tell you what you have it? I, I, I would never uh, I would never use those words. I would say that uh yeah. <laughs> They're, I would say they're the, uh, they're the, they're the obvious buyer of us, but they're not the automatic one. Meaning they'll have the, they have the catbird seat. They see what's going on with the project before everybody else does because they sit with us every week, then technical committee meetings, et cetera, et cetera. But we structure this in such a way that we would preserve kind of the bid tension takeover premium because we base the 5050 joint venture on their malarctic um, 50-50 with Yamana, right? So that so that some other company who says, "I like the progress that's going on at Duay and uh, Telbell. That looks prospective. That looks like it's growing. That looks like it's going to become um, something big and important someday." They could back into that joint venture with Agnico just by buying us,
1: right? But but with Agnico so- being there, if you know if Agnico. I mean, to you know, the competitive tension component is 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 that's a difficult one.
0: When someone's sitting on nineteen point nine, it puts people off. Surely, uh, I mean, that's why I say they're the natural but not automatic. I mean, if if someone makes a bid that's big enough, and they go. We really you want, you know, your seven million ounces in Abitibi and joint venture with like They could make a play for it and see what happens. Well, if, someone, know, if, like,
1: if someone overbids,
0: you mean. I don't know like that someone really or if someone really wants our project and wants that area and, and they they like the idea of operating with Agnico it's nothing, no, there's no reason no, nothing to stop them from trying right and how you do you know, how do you value some? something like that
1: no, there's not but it 's it's so difficult. It's a, it's a sort of it 's a difficult position we 've seen companies you know struggle and we 've seen the you know uh, the competitive tension component not kind of work out you know how you envisage it so i 'm just intrigued with given your experience. On the MA side, you're a lawyer. You've seen a bit of this. Is you know, how do you genuinely, genuinely structure it that it's it can't it can't be a meaningful offer coming in? And um, you know, and Agnika like Eagle need to. I don't know. Have, have they got first right of refusal? If they, I mean, how, how does it work?
0: Oh, they they don't have any of those things. Okay, the standstill that they have right now, which they where can, they can't go over 19.9 um, for the next uh, another year and a half or so. Unless there's somebody else comes in and makes a bid for us, then they're relieved of that standstill. Uh, but there's no rofer after that to do anything.
1: Okay. Interesting. And how, so how do you, you value have, how do
0: you value something like this now? Obviously it's early
1: it's early stages in, in in the sense that it's it's all in all categories number well, no, you've got an inferred of like half a million, but um where are you do you typically value things like this in the Abitibi region on a per ounce basis, you know you know, ounces in the ground or I mean
0: ha, I, I don't right, actually understand how your peers are valued compared to you. Well, right now we're we're valued at about $28 per ounce US, which is uh, pretty cheap. So I would say that uh, as a speculation, this is a pretty damn good one uh, with our partnership and our cash and our ounces and our growing resource package, et cetera, et cetera. Infrastructure everywhere. You could, you could take a skateboard to our project site if you wanted to. I mean, it's, it's not like you could fly in with some Rusty Russian helicopters, which I had to do in the past with in Mongolia in the Gobi Desert. It's you don't have to fly in, fly out for six weeks, I and mean, you could you could watch your kids play hockey at the end of the day and work nearby at uh, Amos, hmm. and go back to work the next day. This is very very un- unusual in the mining space to have operations like this and access like this for skilled labor. So there, we have so many things working in our favor. Not to mention thirty-seven cents back on every dollar we put in the ground exploration. So if we, if we do a fifty million, hundred million dollar campaign, we have thirty-seven million dollars actually back from the government, which is not something we enjoyed in the DRC or South Africa or Mongolia or any of these other places that I've operated. Yeah, definitely not for Chile, Canada, or other places in Canada, but the United States. So, like, mining and exploration is very, very difficult. You know it's like building a house <clears throat> on the moon sometimes you need to have a lot of things in your favor i mean mother nature can cooperate she can give you her out the ounces and the mineralization you're looking for and, and, but even if she does you have to have all these other things working for you, you have to have a social license to operate you have to have uh, the markets working for you you have to underline commodity price in your favor all these things have to be there and then you have to actually know how to execute on all these game plans. So it's no, stuff. It, it tough. stuff. Mine,
1: mine, I, I, I get, it. I get it. mine's tough, but you need, you, you need to have a plan, and you need to be able to execute, and you yes. need to be in control as best you yes. can be, uh, given everything above the ground wants to derail you, and everything below the line wants to as well. It's, it's, it's tough. I get it, but. um should we park up because, um, I Because I'm, I, I get the sense of what you're doing there with, um, with Eganica Eagle. You're also doing something with them on Jutel. It's another 50% position there. So can you give us a, what's happening with that? Yeah. The Jutel mine complex
0: is what used to be a whole little town that they operated from 1974 to 1993. And in the Jutel mine town, there's the Eagle Tellbell mine. They contributed the Tellbell half to the joint venture, which they owned. And then we subsequently acquired the Eagle side. They historically began mining at Eagle and moved to Bell They started northwest, moved to the southeast. And they mined out some of the high-grade pods as they as they went along. And then they made the decision when gold was around $350 an ounce, um, after they'd mined a 1.15 million ounces over 19 years to put uh to close things down and move off and build Laurent, which was the right decision for them. What they didn't do is follow up on a lot of very high grade historic hits, both near surface and below the mined out areas. Uh, Because their cutoff grade was six grams, their average grade that they were producing was six and a half grams. And some of the, the hits near surface were five grams, two grams, three grams. Very interesting in a, $1,700, $1,700, 1800 dollar gold environment, but for them didn't make the grade. And they had to look at capital allocation decisions. They were looking at, you know, they were a $20 million market cap company back then. This is their first ever underground. They weren't a $20 billion company. So they they were cash constrained back then. They said, okay, we either continue with Eagle Tell Bell in a, in a gold price environment at 350 or build this massive project at La Ronde. And so they made the correct decision at the time to do that. So what they've contributed is something that has incredibly high amount of data shows that below uh, the mined out areas, there was 15 gram, 12 gram, 10 gram large intercept areas, which they never followed up on. There's 80 gram rock that they never followed up on and we're going to go do some of those deep, deep drilling on those 2 projects um, with them. We've already started on the Eagle side that we own 100% of. We put out the phase 1 drill results there that could prove that showed us that we were correct in making this decision, that the high-grade rock is still there and we're coming out Phase 2 momentarily in the next week or 2, which will show additional assays. So, that whole project is kind of a restart mentality where we have 2 projects, super high-grade past producing project, underground infrastructure is all there but the above-ground infrastructure is not. Uh, but that So what? We can just rebuild that if, the, if we're correct. and We're looking to the thesis there is to find additional multi-million ounces of high-grade material to go after again and restart put back into production. Got
1: it. So deep deep drilling requires deep deep pockets. So do
0: Agnico Eagle stump up more cash for that, or are you both paying your way? On Eagle, we raised money last December from Cormark on the Botteal yep. Charity Flow Through Four yep. Cents. We're putting that to work. Okay. On the Telbo side, it's we primarily they're funding it. We've are contributing a little bit of cash because some of these deeper quantum leap targets are requiring a little bit more money, We're co-funding. That we just put out a four point eight million dollar additional um, spend uh, for 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 deeper drilling there and at doing. both. Right, and and will they will they as
1: as they do that? Do they earn in more of more of that? Do they they, they claw that
0: back uh, from you? Uh, no, 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 okay, no, the, okay. Let's I, be clear the the 50 arrangement uh was said at the beginning i mean I, I i didn't think i needed to hold their their money in escrow and let the fund because it's like Nico. if it was another joint venture J B or small small company i was partnering with i would have wouldn't have done it that way okay i gave them credit. Because they're igniting.
1: No, what I'm, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to get at, Matthew, is you've got 20, 19, 20 million bucks yourself, right? And you've got another, you know, 14 plus potentially nine coming in as well, right? So assuming that all comes in, I'm, I'm trying to work out your use yeah. of cap, the capital that you've got at the moment. Do you advance those two, those, the, those projects with a partner ignigal who wouldn't want to? Or, do you do, I think I gave a bit of a clue there at the beginning, which was, or do you take advantage of these markets, give you a big company mentality, and pick up some cheap ounces in the ground elsewhere, m I'm talking about. So, how are you looking at the cash you've got available
0: to you? Most of the money we're going to be using to advance our existing projects, but we're going to be opportunist, opportunistic as hell, given the market is giving us all sorts of undervalued opportunities to go after. Right. Whether we use our paper and whether is our cash yet to be yet to be determined. or uh, you know, that's so that's a, a non answer to it's a, good a really question.
1: good non answer, the best non answer I've had this week because all CEOs yeah. say the same thing. That you know, there's oh we're opportunistic. If it's if it's there, we'll do it. Most of them don't have cash. Most of them, if they had to raise cash, it would be super, super expensive. You've got cash, one of very few companies I've talked to with cash. You've got some options here and and it's just, you know, how you spend each dollar can give you a $1 return or a $5 return, depending on what situation you take advantage of. So I'm trying to get a a, a sense of how ambitious you are.
0: That's all. Very. One word in. Good. (laughs) Leave it there then. I mean, if, if you have to take advantage of these, these crisis moments in the market. I mean, these aren't going to, these opportunities aren't going to come along, uh, again soon or for a long time. I and mean, we, we, we get through this rough patch and we've missed out on acquiring a lot of interesting, uh, projects nearby or combining with other companies that are similar size that have already amassed a, a nice ounce count. Now is the time to, to transact. And again, Normally, what happens, um, you know, in these in these markets is that transactions happen more frequently when things are not what we- not going well. Generally speaking, because CEOs and management teams can't raise money, they they see the end of the tarmac coming up really fast, and then they get transactional. It's when it CEOs are convinced they they're God's gift and they walk on water and they can't do no wrong. And why would I give up my wonderful position? To deal deal with you, when you know I can raise money anytime I want to, blah blah, you know, the, you know the drill. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they don't get transactional. They don't want to change anything because they figure you know they're doing everything right.
1: And that's the market we're in right now. Let's be honest, right? Some very nervous people out there. We're,
0: and and just we're in the we're in the former, right? We're the, we're in this the market where people will be tra- are transactional uh, across the boards. So I, I right now I'm in, in multiple conversations with. People and, and the the market's coming to me. Um, there you go. Every day it's better for me, and I, the longer I wait, the deal terms get better. Okay, that's what I wanted to get out of
1: you. Okay, is that yeah. is st- again stating? Like I say, you, you you dropped a bunch of names there at the beginning of projects, companies, people who who have done big things, and in a market like this, contrarian attitudes matter. Um, you've got to be brave to do contrarian things, though, and you also need the, the either access to capital. And be confident about your, your existing assets as well, because you're going to move things along on that front too. So, okay, th- that, that's fantastic. Can you can you then give me a sense of well, I think I think we've sort of understood in terms of, of Do uh Eagle, what uh, tell about what, what's what, what's going what's going on there? But what are the moments we're looking for, say, in the next twelve months out of you um, or or Agnico? Like what are some of the well the next twelve months? What are the uh, people uh, catalyst moments? CEOs like to come on and talk about catalyst moments, but you know I'm not sure that, that they exist anymore. But what are what are the kind of big thing, uh, ticket items that we need to be looking for this year from you?
0: Yeah, we're you're going to see a lot of a lot of news flow from us. We're we're doing thirty thousand meters of drilling in a down market. Uh, we've done fifteen thousand or sixteen thousand so far. A lot of the assays were backed up because uh, still labs are using, oh, COVID, COVID, COVID. It's like, stop using that word. Like, just please give us our assays. Um, But we have a lot of assays that are gonna be coming out across all of our projects. And you'll see Eagle phase two, phase three, you'll see some of the deeper target results come out. We've already started that uh, that, uh, drilling campaign already and some of the deeper targets. And then um, look to some, maybe some interesting M&A conversations that'll uh, be made public in the not too distant future around uh, activities there. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're very well trained legally corporate structure capital markets team that's working with a very, very well established, experienced project management exploration team. So we're combining both those skills, which you need to have in any mining company to be successful. One of Robert's gifts. I give them credit for this all the time, was to have the right balance between the technical team and the capital markets team. You can't have a bunch of geos running a mining company who don't understand capital markets and how to structure deals because that's going to get you into trouble. They'll do the wrong deals at the right time or the right deals at the wrong time or whatever it is. uh, and They fall in love with their projects and they don't understand how to manage the future and and take capital when it's provided to you, et cetera, et cetera, because just not that's the not the way they think about things. No He no. also can't have, you also can't have a capital markets only team that has no idea they're backed by air and they're just promoting air and don't have the credibility of a strong technical team. So it's the marriage of the two that enables you, the chemistry that enables you to actually get somewhere. And build something really big and important. It's not you can't have just one or the other. Not agree. I totally, totally agree with that one. Well,
1: like um, Matthew. I appreciate just kind of the sort of helicopter view of the, the company, and uh, most of all appreciate meeting you. Perhaps you come back on with Fred and get a little bit more technical um, with, sure. with him and one of so one of our analysts. Um, we'll sort of no dig, up, dig a little bit deeper if you put in the pump. Uh, so appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks so much.